What up, nerds? This is Topher with All Things Nerd, and this is episode three of All Things Nerd with me and Marcus. Uh, this week, we just caught up for the week on some of the nerdy things that we both checked out, as well as talking about our favorite comic book video games, uh, and of course, where we hope to see those things go in the future. So, just let us know on Facebook and Instagram at All Things Nerd Media. And on Twitter, you can catch us at All Things Nerd Two. Uh, leave us some comments. Let us know what you guys like. What you'd like to hear more about. Uh, we're definitely here to talk about the nerdy things that we all love. What up, nerds? This is Topher and Marcus, and welcome to another episode, the third episode of All Things Nerd. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. And we are just so excited to come to you guys, and we got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, but just real quick, we want to catch up, man. What have you been watching this week? Uh, so, I've been uh, binge-watching uh, some episodes of The Flash, trying to play catch-up <clears throat> before the uh, the new season starts. Uh, actually, because, you know, we talked about planning on, you know, yep. um, watching that and, and doing a, a spoiler cast for that one for the first episode and trying to yep. go through the series all together. Um, but uh, I've also been... Out of nowhere, I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. Um, it's something that I had, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I started watching it uh, years ago and took a break, and I got a lot. I got a long commute to work, so uh, I just clicked on on my Hulu, and I've been flying through episodes. There's something about Gordon Ramsay just laying into these filthy, disgusting restaurateurs, and and like you know, why would you not listen to this man? Right. <laughs> He's right. rich. He's very successful. Just listen to him. So yeah. so, yeah, I've been watching him berate people with insults that deserve it is fantastic. I, I love it. Well, that's, I mean, that's always always fun watching Gordon Ramsay just, you know, take off on somebody. We've been watching Restaurant Impossible, which is the same kind of show. You know, you got an English guy yelling at people. But, man, why do you get sucked into shows like that? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I wish I could put my finger on the pulse and, and why I love those shows. It's so much. I guess maybe it's just the. Uh, it it kind of makes me feel like I'm I'm a know it all. Like I know what <laughs> I can do that. I can run that. How could you not know to clean the wall and don't? Uh, there was literally a guy who served. He dropped a chicken wing on the floor, and threw it back in the grease and served it to somebody. Oh and God. Gordon Ramsay sitting there watching. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like so, it's it. Right. I don't. It's it's something that kind of makes me feel like maybe I'm not such a fuck up. Maybe it, 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 pardon my <laughs> French, but it, it makes me feel like you know maybe I'm I'm doing something right. right. Maybe I don't I know. Mean, it's I think it's crazy. Like I watch those shows and all of a sudden like I feel like I feel like I become an expert by proxy. Uh, the one I got sucked into most recently was Fortune Fire, which is a competition where you bring out four bladesmiths. In the first two rounds, they make knives, and they cut people out. <laughs> and then in the, the second half, you have a head-to-head where they make, like, swords and axes. Now, did you and intend to do that pun? I did not intend that pun. <laughs> I'm a dad, so it just, like... It's just... It, it's they in just you naturally now. fly out. <laughs> but, like, I'm sitting there watching it. I get through a whole season, and then I'm sitting there, like, critiquing, like... Like, this big-time professional master smiths. Like, why would you do that? That's not how you do a sandmine construction. They're idiots. And I've never I've never put hammer to metal no. once in my life to make a knife. <laughs> I, I made a screwdriver in high school shop class <laughs> once. But I've never made a knife in my life. But clearly, they're the idiots. I mean, it just... Yeah, you find yourself... Man, I was literally like, 
Look at that shepherd's pie. It looks like trash. That's yeah. that. I, I can do a better job than that. Oh, that's not how you do creme brulee. I don't. I can't even spell creme brulee probably. <laughs> and, and, and here I am critiquing somebody else's food, but whatever. Right. I'm I'm a doofus. I mean, they're just they're so easy to get sucked. And that's part of being a nerd is you just get you get sucked in. You get you get obsessed about stuff. I mean, like everybody when when you tell someone you're a nerd, they automatically think you know. All kinds of stuff about comic books and video games and movies and and we do, uh, but they don't. What they don't realize <laughs> is that it's. I like it's how a, you just like and they're right and they're right, but you also you just go down these deep rabbit holes on everything. Yeah, everything and it's like, like literally like I will I will get into something stupid, and then boom, it's three o'clock in the morning and I have gotten there one five minute YouTube video at a time. Yeah, and, over over anything. You know, I I just did that because um, you know I'm 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 a big sports fanatic and a Raiders fan and and I've been following that Antonio uh, Brown thing yeah. pretty close and the next thing you know you're down that rabbit hole. I I literally I went clicked on one video and I looked up and it's one thirty in the morning. I gotta be at work at eight thirty. Yeah. I'm like oh, I gotta <laughs> bet. But uh, again, and uh, that's how they get you. And uh, oh yeah. Yeah, even though it, it doesn't even have to be nerd related, I don't know. Maybe I just got that just uh, addictive personality where I'm just. I think all nerds do. Yeah, I think all nerds. I think all. I mean, you can be a nerd about anything. Yeah, you can get obsessed by anything. There are car nerds and beer nerds and fantasy football and wine nerd. nerds. I'm, I I got too many nerddoms. That's my problem. I mean, first <laughs> off, if you're doing any, if you're if you're doing any fantasy sport <laughs> instead of actually playing the sport, you're a nerd. You're a nerd. Yeah, hundred percent. You. <laughs> You are a nerd. Yeah, I'm playing pretend. I'm a nerd. That's exactly. It's your stack geek. All right, <laughs> you are. You're lining up stats. You know how many how many interceptions certain people got, and and how many they're going to get, and yeah, that makes you a nerd. That's 100 percent what yeah. a nerd is. <laughs> so you said you're getting caught in the flash. Where are you at right now? Um, I am in season four. Okay. Uh, I think the last episode I fell asleep on. Um, was uh, I think when when Joe is kind of going, he's upset because he finds out that what's her his uh, fiance or wife, mm-hmm. whatever the hell she is now, is pregnant and he doesn't want to be a dad. And Wally just left and yeah. is all distraught and and it was a it was a weird episode. I like the fact that they uh, that um, Plastic Man is yeah. on the show. He 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 kind of brings something to the show that or it, it kind of got a little too serious and now they're livening it up a little bit. Um, it does, and he so Ralph Dibney, you know, the elongated man is actually not Plastic Man. It's that, the elongated my man. bad, I, I'm my mistake, and now my friend my friends are gonna dog me now. Uh, and yeah, I should have known better than than Plastic Man because there is Plastic Man and elongated man. Yes. there's a difference. There is a difference. Um, and Ralph Dibney is the elongated man. Uh, you know, he was a character when they brought him in. I couldn't stand him. Like, he just, he was annoying. Really? And he was frustrating. And then he just suddenly, like, all of a sudden, like, you're sitting there watching it one time. And instead of being like, oh, man, it's Ralph. You're like, oh, it's Ralph. Like, you just, you, you, you're excited to see him. And he did. He brought kind of a warmth back into the show, which was, was, which was awesome to watch. Well, I wonder if they're. Uh, I I doubt that Flash gets that serious, but uh, wouldn't it be kind of messed up if they did anything from Identity Crisis? Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? And, and and with his wife and and yeah. and Doctor Light and yeah, they're not gonna go. They, they, and they've had Doctor Light on the show. Yeah, okay. They've had Doctor Light on the show in a different in a different way. I don't and, remember. Like yeah, it was um it was in season two and they started introducing the doppelgangers. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that was uh, season two was uh, not very memorable. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Zoom? That was uh, yeah, that was Zoom. Trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Zoom and Jay Garrick, and uh, yeah, that's when they started introducing the doppelgangers in, and uh, actually, Doctor Light was a doppelganger of one of Barry's girlfriends, which is also where we found out that Barry has to be careful uh, being intimate because he's <laughs> very quick. Yeah, yeah. He's very, very quick. Uh, he's the fastest man alive. So, In more ways than one. Yes. And that's we can make that joke because it was made on a children's cartoon. Series. Shazam! Yeah. <laughs> it was made in a children's cartoon. So we can say that. Just the old Justice League Unlimited joke. So, I mean, I've loved The Flash uh, from the beginning. And I'm excited to see where they go. Um, of course, uh, you know, coming up, for me, it's going to be all about Arrow. Uh I, I I was an I was a day one fan of Arrow. I was a huge fan of of their source material, which was uh, Arrow Year One. Um, but man, I mean, just it, it's the it's the end of Oliver Queen, and I'm so excited to see where that goes. And I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I gotta I kind of gotta guard my spirits. But uh, you know, uh, and a lot of people have been yelling at me. I just I I watched the the crossover episodes, and mm-hmm. those are cool. But I just for me, yeah. I just I just haven't gotten around to. To binge watching that one, and that's one of those that where it's 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 so many seasons now. I'm like, yeah. do I really want to start this now? It's a time commitment. Yeah, time that commitment. that's something, and and yeah. I, I don't know. Like I watched a bunch of kitchen uh, or a bunch of kitchen nightmares, but it's something about you know watching a drama that many episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. And anytime I'm I'm right there with you. Anytime I I know it's gonna be a dramatic series, and I, I see it's you know 15, 20, 25 episodes. It's kind of like all right, like. Let's put on the marathon pants. <laughs> you know, that's something go. that, uh, uh, again, when I, I, I might do when I get my little mini vacation here coming up uh, yep. around birthday. And just take a couple of days and just maybe start binge watching that. I don't know. It's, okay. Yeah, I'm on, on the fence, though. You know what? I think I think there's enough out there. You can kind of get caught up enough to where uh, the last season's only going to be a few episodes. It's going to lead right into Crisis. And uh, I can't. I, I'm super excited for that. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm thrilled to see, um, because you know there's stuff that they haven't told us yet. They don't want to oh, reveal absolutely. everything. And um, uh, Kevin Conroy as as Batman. Yep. I, that's gonna be super cool to see. Brandon Ralph playing both Bray Palmer and, and Superman. Yeah. Um, even though I like to um, think that his Superman does not exist. Um, I liked his Superman. I am not nuts about that particular movie. He was a deadbeat dad. The whole reason Jarrell gave him that speech was because he was the last of his kind and he knew he was going to die. You just chose not to be a dad. You're horrible. And you watch him in a window? Shame on you, Superman. He wasn't 100% sure that was his kid. Oh, he knew that was his kid. His kid hit a man with a piano. That's what he knew. That's what he knew. That's what he but figured then, out. But he, he came in the... And that's super creepy. He floated in in the window, whispered that stuff to yes. him, and flew away. That's weird, man. Listen, you, hey, <laughs> pretty much every every superhero that has X-ray vision is going to be a little creepy from time to time. That's bad touch, Superman. You stay away from that kid. I but, still liked him as Superman. Yeah, yeah. I liked him as Superman. The movie itself, not, yeah. not a huge fan of. Also, no movie so far... Well, no, I can take that back. No movie up until Batman vs Superman has done Lex Luthor right, because in the comics, in the cartoons, 
Lex Luthor is not to be messed with. He is a he's a terrible man. He is a genius. He will outsmart you at every to- every turn. Yeah, not some guy. But who's in obsessed. the movies, <laughs> not some guy obsessed with. <laughs> he's got a real estate scheme. That's... Ooh, I gotta have me some real estate. Yep, <laughs> he's real right. estate Yosemite yep. Sam. We're gonna flood <laughs> the planet. And then I want to have all the land. That's that was his. That what was about his that, that that scene where uh, they're jumping Superman after they stab him with the kryptonite knife? Yeah, I remember laughing in the theater, and people were very very upset with me because it was supposed to be like a dramatic scene, and I'm talking about like I'm laughing hysterically. That is <laughs> that that movie was a, a dumpster fire. It was. It was. It was not a great movie. There, like I said, there's there's good parts of it. Good. Where you can you can like I said I like Brandon Roth as Superman I thought he was good as Superman. That's about it. Uh, That's about it. Kate Bosworth was Ew. not a great Lois Lane. Uh, they completely missed the mark with not having James Marsden as Metallo, which is what I was hoping for. Yeah, that would have been way better than a real estate scam. Would have been a hundred percent better. But hey, you know. We're going to move on from that, and we're going to move on to better things, and hopefully DC and Warner Brothers will figure things out, and they can make a good Superman movie going forward. We'll, yeah, just bring back Henry. We're going we're gonna to we're gonna sacrifice a goat after this episode. Yeah, I, we need him to come back. Please, <laughs> please come back. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll even take Superman with a mustache at this point, if that's what it takes. And you know what, if that's what it takes, I'll take mullet Superman. I'll take anything. <laughs> like, get, come on, man. Just just get Henry Cavill back, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. So, moving on from, from DC and then into some other fandoms of mine, um, I finally got a chance to sit down and watch uh, Fantastic Beasts 2, Crimes of Grindelwald, which this is a movie that kind of got universally crapped on. And I don't see how. I don't either. I mean, it was... The, they are they are slower movies than yeah. the than the Harry Potter movies. They they're more adult focused. They're not they're not really focused on the on kids at all. No, um, this it is not a, a more grown up story. It's not think. a happy friendly magic no. movie. This no. is it's not what this is. It's a crime thriller. It is. It is very it is very much a crime thriller. And um, you know this one too. I thought this was better than the first one. Uh, which yeah. this is one of the few times I, that a sequel has been better. Than the first one, uh, which I'm not, I'm really not going to count. I'm not really counting uh, the, the first Fantastic Beasts as a, as a sequel or anything to to the regular Harry Potter movies. Yeah, it's its own story. It's, it's just set. In, it's set in the same world. Um, but man, I mean, it was just it was a good story. You you kind of get to dig deeper in these characters that we really just kind of got to meet in the first one. Yeah, and in the second, we kind of got to dig into them a little bit more. Um, Find, you know, seeing, of course, seeing them anytime we're at Hogwarts is always going to make me happy and give me the goosebumps. Yeah. But, uh... A young Dumbledore. Young Dumbledore, which Jude Law was, was great yeah. at. I was in the... I was definitely in the Jared Harris camp. I definitely thought Jared Harris should have gotten the role of Dumb- young Dumbledore because his dad played yeah. the older Dumbledore, and he's a fantastic actor in his own. But Jude Law, I mean, he killed it. And, I mean, when, when you get to the end, which... It's out on DVD, so I'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with spoilers when we're out on DVD and Blu-ray. All right, watch it. You, you had your chance. You had your chance to watch it. Um, but man, when you get to the end, those, those last few minutes, it was those last few minutes when when Queenie. Queenie oh my goodness! When I was, Queenie I, walks away from Jacob, I mean, my heart just broke. Yeah, and and I was already hurt, and then Lita Lestrange gives herself up yeah. to save the brothers, who she's loved both of them at this point. They they both love her deeply, 
uh, and then that that, that moment fact, when they, when the two brothers hug yeah when, when they yeah it just yeah when Newt and Theseus have that hug and actually they the the actors actually grew up like in the same village it, it in is. England so they had they had a very similar upbringing and they, that brought a lot and you see that on the screen that brings a lot to to their brotherhood that they're acting out is that they have a similar upbringing but when they hug and he he you have Newt who just he wants to be out on his own he just wants to go play with his animals. And he does not want anything to do with this war, and now he's picked his and side. It, yeah, you you don't have a choice. <coughs> uh, yeah. I just yeah that that the with Queenie that like that I don't know for some that just that pulled out a heart oh, string. absolutely. And yeah, it had tears in in, in, in right. my eyes, man. And absolutely. I was, I was, what is it about like becoming an adult too, where uh, it seems like that like make you emotional when like when. You know, as a you know, in your twenties, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't care, like nothing, that doesn't, whatever. So yeah, I was actually thinking about that earlier myself. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about it about uh, comedy, stand up, and stuff like that, which I'm a big nerd for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just as we get older, we got more life experience. You know, we we have so many more touchstones. That's why I think like, stand up is super popular, especially with people in their like from 25 to about 45. That's a huge market for that, and I think it's because you, you've had enough life experiences where things are funny. Yeah. You know, and the same thing with, with emotional stuff is, you know, we, we've been through loss, and, you know, we've had breakups, and we've, yeah. we've got the melancholy, you know, we've moved away from home, or we've moved back home, and, you know, we've had those chapters in our lives. And so I think when we when we see stuff like that, it just yeah, it just tugs at you. Yeah, Is that, man, that, that hurt to see somebody like they, you know, you come from two different backgrounds, two different worlds where they don't right. want you to be together. But, you know, you, you find a way to kind of make it work. And then, right. um, you know, they get, they both get put in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, they're torn apart again. And right. I mean, you kind of, I understand it from her standpoint, but then he's like, come on, man, he, really, really? You're going to run. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it, it hurt. To, and especially when you know when they find each other again before all of this happens, and you know they confess their love again, and like don't right. ever leave, blah blah blah, and then just like that, you yeah. walk away, and then you know you're doing it, you think you're doing it for the right reasons, but yeah, I don't know, it's that that one that one got me, got me right, right. in the feels, and I was like, I'm a man, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, and especially too with her, you you got to kind of learn about her backstory in the first movie, you know, where she can read minds and. Even for magical people, that's not a normal thing. Yeah. It kind of makes her seem strange, and, you know, crazy is a big trigger word for her. And, you know, she's already kind of an outcast. She already doesn't feel like she's going to get to meet somebody. And then she finds him. You know, she finds Jacob. And, you know, she's afraid of losing him, which is why she puts a love spell on him, which, you know, he had a great line. He had a great line when they, they lifted that enchantment. Like, when are you going to tell me? Like, when we had five kids? Like, <laughs> yeah. like when, when are we going to lift this and let me be be me and be us and he does generally want to be there she's just she's hurt and she's scared and you know leaves her to make some bad choices yeah so i i liked it i can't wait for the next one to come out which you're saying 2021 i'm with it like so yeah we, i'm there for we, it yeah we i gotta go we have we have to go. we have to go um we but we have to do that we have to go down to to florida and, and get our wands and olivanders and and we got to do all that stuff oh so. man yeah <laughs> I, i'm uh <laughs> yeah i i not really a huge Harry Potter fan, but enough to, to have to do that. Go give me some butter yeah. beer. And, you know, uh, and so we, we've talked about it before. You know, we got to know each other working, uh, working in a bookstore. And I, I always say it all the time. 
Harry Potter, honestly, probably one of the most influential pieces of literature out there in the past 20 years. There's a whole generation of us and of kids and and grown-ups now that read that wouldn't have without those. Yeah. And, of course, we survived Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows release together. Yeah, uh, although... I got off two hours early and then just bombed around the store. See, you got to hang out with us, though. Yeah. Because remember... um, And... Another bookseller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, not gonna put my buddy out there. You can't incriminate anybody. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we don't work there anymore, so it's cool. <laughs> um, we decided. Well, we were in charge in that department of, uh, of basically just handing out the line tickets. Right. Once the line tickets were done, so were we. But we still had to be there, which didn't really make any sense. I guess we had to schedule. be. Yeah, we're yep. still on the schedule. I think we had to be there for the to help clean up. And um, basically, for any stragglers who needed line tickets, so I got off at ten o'clock. So, <laughs> what what uh, our coworker and I decided to do was, I said, "Hey, let's get drunk," and he was like, "You know what? That's a great idea." So I gave him no. I he gave me the money. I walked over to Schnooks, and I bought a fifth of vodka and some juice, and. We would take turns because they were like, oh, you guys cover your own breaks. Yeah. So we would take turns going back and forth to his car, drinking. And, yeah, by the time the release happened, we were nice and full. Yeah. But it was probably the most fun that I've ever had at Barnes & Noble. Like, See, was- <laughs> I, I, I got off at 10. I just went out in the, I went out in the parking lot drinking 40 and then came back. <laughs> <laughs> hung out, so. But I did, but I got paid to drink, so yeah. Yeah, that that <laughs> you, you are the. You, I guess you're the. I one. win. I guess you win. On no, no, I I won at poor life choices because that's <laughs> something I would never do again. No, that no, and do we do not recommend that one bit. No, uh, no matter no matter how happy or not you are with your job, do not drink at work. It hey. just will not end well. No, because Dan could have got hurt when they were um doing when they were jousting. Do you remember that? Because Chris was pretty ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, he he's doing okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he's, yeah. He's doing good. Yeah. He's doing good. Now. It yeah. all worked out, but yeah. don't drink at work, kids. No, don't drink and joust. No. No. <laughs> don't do it. That's it's, a no-no. It's not a good idea. All right, man. So, you know, definitely looking forward to this coming week and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that we can get, get ourselves into. Um, so I've got Alita Battle Angel. I'll be watching that. Sometime in the next few days, my wife and I are both actually pretty excited to watch that. So, um, have you seen that one? Not yet. Okay. Uh, that's on my watch list. Um, I am planning on picking up uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I'm waiting uh, on that. So, here, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. I just want to go ahead and give this a big shout out right now. Uh, if you are a nerd and you love all of the geeky stuff, but you know, whether it's time or money or whatever... Check out your local library. Um, they have so much cool stuff. Um, I, my, my wife and my kid and I, we go to the library all the time. And the one here in the St. Louis County area, they've got not just books and audiobooks, but they've also got DVDs, they've got Blu-rays, trade they've got paperbacks. Xbox One and PS4 games, and you know trade, uh, trade graphic novels and stuff like that. So um, if you haven't been to your library since you were a kid, <laughs> check out the book. It's a totally different place now. Check it out. Um, the world's your oyster. You don't have to worry about saving up for a lot of this Wait, stuff. Wait, did you say Bookmobile? Yeah, Bookmobile. That still exists? It actually does still exist. What? I saw it at my kid's no school. No way! The other day. No! So that is still a okay, real thing. Okay, okay. All right. All right. So, 
for anybody who's not from the St. Louis area, I just want to take a minute to d- explain what the bookmobile is or was. Um, so as a kid, once a month, a big, huge trailer would show up at your school and full of books yep. and they would release you by class. And 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 in that your your group of kids, uh, they would release you in groups per class, and you would get to go, and you would check out books from the bookmobile. Um, I I was an I love to read as yeah. and nothing's really changed. I don't read as much as I used to. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but man, I just so many different books that I used to get from there. Yeah. Um, especially I was a weird kid. I really loved Calvin and Hobbes. Um, there were jokes in there that a kid really shouldn't understand, but they, I got them, and they were hilarious to me. Uh, maybe they came from having older siblings yep. and things like that. But man, the bookmobile was awesome. That was the best time. That and when they passed out the um, uh, the fly. What do they call it? I, I can't even remember. Oh, the uh, the book the book order. The, the book order. It's classic yeah. book fair. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I ordered so many books from that that I still own. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I remember as a little, little kid, I used to just get all the Berenstain Bear books from there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the bookmobile is awesome. I'm going to go look for it. I got to find it. I just want to see what it's like. They'd be like, you're a little too old for here. And I'm like, shut up, lady. You don't tell me how yeah. to live my life. I'll, yeah, they're also be like, you know, you have like you have, a, you have a car and you can actually go to the actual library. But I want to be oversized in this trailer. Like, <laughs> you're ridiculous, man. All right. So... Definitely going to have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm watching Alita Battle Angel. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know literally nothing aside from what is in the trailers, but the movie looks gorgeous. It looks incredible. I am not a wildly huge James Cameron fan, but I like his work. I, I like the stuff that he, that he does put out, so I know that. And it's being done. It's actually directed by Robert Rodriguez, so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be an awesome movie. Uh, um, I can't wait to sit down and watch it. I've heard actually nothing but good things about it. I'm gonna try to pick up John Wick three. Uh, yes, I need to watch that as well. Matter of fact, I think I'm just gonna order that from Amazon Prime when we're done with this because um, I pay for that uh, service, so cool. I might as well use it. Alrighty, <laughs> that's that's a plan, man. That's the one I definitely cannot wait to watch myself. All right, so we were talking before we we sat down tonight, and. You've been playing. You've been playing Spider Man like crazy. Yeah, since it uh, came out, right? So, and I was. Uh, we we talked for a minute uh, this morning, and uh, I, I've been. I have been playing the the snot out of this game. Um, it's been out for over a year, which is what led to the next topic. Um, it talked about some of the most uh, influential game video games in our lives, based off of. Comic book characters. Yep. Now, Some of our favorites. Um, so Spider Man for me, I'm a Spider Man fanatic. So when uh, Spider Man released on, and well, when they announced it on PS4, I was super pumped. And they said it was from the people in Somniac, so they mm-hmm. did um, uh, Resistance, which is uh, the first two games are fantastic for PS3. If you haven't okay. played those, check them out. Um, they did uh, Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Uh, and I, I was pumped when I found out that they were doing this game. Um, although I was a little skeptical because I wasn't a big fan of Sunset Overdrive. Okay. And, and they delivered. And not only did they give a great Spider-Man experience, 
they the DLC that they released is is stellar. It is probably some of the best DLC in um, a game that I played. Like any add on, it, it, it's top notch. Which is that's a, that's one thing about games is is DLC. DLC can can work really really well, but it's so rare that it does. Yeah. That it's actually worth paying. Where, where it 10 adds to, 15 to the, bucks. Yeah, where it actually adds something to the game, and it's not just something for me to do just to get by. Right. Um. Uh, so I I bought them all in in one big batch. Um. And after they released, um. Because again, I was one of those people. I'm a completionist, especially with that game. I want to yeah. swing around and get everything, do everything, find everything. But um, you know uh, the DLC um. You there's three different parts. Okay. The the first part's Black Cat. Uh, second part is Hammerhead, and the third part is Silver Sable. Okay. Um, and they tie all of those together really well. Um, they add extra suits um, that you unlock for doing certain things in the game. You don't have to use tokens for them like you did with the other suits. Um, it, it it's definitely worth picking up uh, if you haven't done that already. Uh, if you don't own a PS4. Uh, now's a good time to get one, and we're getting ready to start on the next phase of systems, um, and you can get Spider-Man for pretty cheap now. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what, I mean, so my brother just picked it up, so he's got a PS4, he just picked it up, uh, which I was surprised, because I, I was surprised it took him so long to get it, because he was a, such a huge fan of one of the other games on our list we're going to talk about, but I've said it from the first week that this game came out, which was... I have never been a PlayStation guy. I've always been an Xbox guy. Um, that's kind of always been my my console of choice. Um, never really saw much of a point to have two consoles, personally. Um, just because, especially when you're looking at like the Xbox 360, the PS3, there was a lot of titles that were on both. Like yeah. there, there really weren't a ton of exclusives. This current generation has, has tried to get back to that a little bit, but yeah. for the most part, fans just aren't having it. Um, but... Everything I've seen about this game, like I said, from the first week, um, I've said the same thing over and over again. This game is, it looks so good, and I've sat down and watched YouTube videos of it, people playing it. If there was a game that could make me go out and buy a PS4, this this would be the game. I mean, this this is it, man. They did such a great job with it. um, Sony did a great job last year in terms of exclusives. Um, I won't won't get into that, but... um, Yep. Yeah, that game is phenomenal, and they do such a fantastic job of actually putting you in the shoes of, of Spider-Man, and, you know, there's not any, you know, sometimes you play a, a superhero game, and there's some parts that just you just don't want to do, like stealth missions and things like that, and, yeah. and but everything in this game, um, even the Mary Jane missions, they're, they're short, okay. but they're, they're appropriate, and they, and they drive the narrative, and it's, it's again, check it out if you yeah. haven't. Um, Man, that game's so great. I'd, I'd even let you borrow the PS4 to play it, man. They're like, that's how fan, Like, you gotta play it. I may take you up on that. I may absolutely take you up on that. Although, I did just get... Uh, I did, because they're doing a trial right now. It's uh, $2 for two months on Xbox Game Pass. Went ahead and do the trial right now. So, uh, just going through playing some of the old Halo games. I've got Shadow of Mordor downloaded. That's the best uh, money I spend on I'm probably be looking at uh, like doing finishing out Gears 4 and then, of course, playing Gears 5 sometime yeah. in the next couple months. So, um, yeah, that's de- yeah, we talked about it a little bit last we week. We did, yeah. It, it, it's definitely worth it, man. It's the best money I spend yeah. uh, every if, month. If anything, if I don't keep it, um, if anything else, I will probably go through and at least buy a few of the games at the discounted rate. Yep. Um, so and, yeah, just to own own a few of those. So. You'll probably end up keeping it though. I probably I, I, I'm <laughs> if I can, if I can make if I can make it make sense. Yeah. Disney Plus is around the corner. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Dang, that's a tough... Yeah. yeah. If it boiled down to it, then you got to go with Disney. Plus. I, I got a kid. But, yeah, <laughs> I got a kid go and I, my own... Yeah. My own interest there. So see me, I'm just looking out for numero uno. So. All right. So now leading <laughs> leading up to this game, and of course, uh, we talked about not on the podcast. We talked about the Avengers game coming out next year. That um, for me, I know at first, at first, it just I wasn't here for it. I, I just wasn't thrilled. Those for that first trailer that was put out. You liked it. I mean, you you've liked yeah, what you've seen so far. I, I liked it. I liked it from the jump, and a okay. lot of people are giving it. Um, a bad rap because the people look funny, and they do. They look a little weird. Right. Um, but you I have think... to. You got to put your. You you're used to looking at, um, you know Chris Hemsworth and and um Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. Scarlett Johansson. You're used to looking at them on the big screen, so you you kind of like put them in the shoes of that right. character. And when you think about it, and like even the comics now are starting to make them kind of look yes. like those. Those counterparts and act and, like him too, yeah. because Chris Hemsworth as Thor, especially from from Ragnarok through Endgame, is a completely different Thor than what we see in the comics. Yeah, and even Robert Downey Jr. is something I've said for a long time, is that if you go back before two thousand eight and you read an Iron Man, you are not going. If all you know is the MCU, you are not going to find that to be a familiar character. Yeah, no. He is a, he is a jerk. He's an alcoholic. He makes. Terrible decisions all the time. Yeah. Way worse than Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark does. He's a turd, and he's not funny about being a, no, a turd either. He's, he's just not, a... He's not charming at all. No. Like, but if you go back from 2008 in the con- onwards in the comics and in pretty much any of the video media, um, in fact, you're not... If you go back and watch any, any cartoon, any video game, anything, you are not watching... Somebody else play Tony Stark. You're watching somebody play Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. Yeah. Which sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But overall, I mean, the, the MCU's had a huge influence in how we perceive these characters. I think Thor, for me, will probably be the hardest uh, to get used to in, in this new game. Just because, again, Ragnarok through, through Endgame, Thor kind of quietly became like my favorite of the Avengers. See, but that's that's yeah. never really been who Thor was. Oh Thor no, was, absolutely not. And Thor was kind of an asshole. Oh, hundred uh, percent. And yeah, and and he was kind of he was pretty dumb. He yes, yes, he's pretty dumb. If not, if he was not being a jerk, he was he was just kind of being a doofus because yeah, because the world didn't make sense to him. But, yeah, just uh, he he did. I mean, you know, the way Chris Hemsworth has played in these last three movies, he's kind of become my favorite character. And you know, I'm here for it, and and I have I've actually enjoyed going back and looking at some of the other Thor stuff. So, so and the, I, this this game's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's Square Enix. It is. Oh so yeah, it's come on. So so right. relax a little bit. Like yes. this game's gonna be fine. It's not. Just, They're not gonna put the Marvel stamp on it now and and let it be trash. It's right. And I'm calling it now. Um, they so there's rumor that there's exclusive content specifically for mm-hmm. Sony. And I guarantee you, I'm calling it now, that that Spider-Man character who's already been established and the Avengers are established in that universe, yep. that that Spider-Man will make an appearance in that game. Yep. Which means we will not be playing it together. Because <laughs> it will not, that content will not be on the Xbox. No, 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 no. But um, what I will say, though, is because I did kind of start this kind of from a negative spot for, my, for myself, um, I kind of feel like the tide has kind of turned... As they put out more information, they put out more trailers, more gameplay video, I do feel like the tide is kind of turning on the opinion towards this game. I know for me personally, um, 
everything I have seen released about it ever since, I've gotten more and more excited. I've got I'm 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 gonna be buying the game. I'm gonna be getting in there on day one and playing it. Um, not only is it from Square Enix, it's also Idos Montreal. Yeah. Which gave us the the Arkham series yeah. from for Batman. So uh, yeah. Which was an incredible. That's an incredible set of games. So that being said, you know, we're it. excited. <laughs> we're, we're excited about Spider-Man. We're excited about Avengers. We're getting some really awesome comic book games. That being said, up until this point, there have been a ton of comic book games. Huge amount. Huge amount. Not, not all good, <laughs> but most not good. Did you know there was a Blade Two video game? What? Exactly. I don't even remember that. Right. I was and I, re- you know what? I probably blocked that from my memory. I was doing my research this morning after we talked. And yeah, like this, there were all kinds of properties I didn't even know. Um, so this was kind of this was kind of your baby, so I'm going to let so, you take the lead here. All right, man. Uh, I, I've, uh, it's, it's, it was hard to narrow this list down to 10 because I can ramble about stuff like this all day. Right. So what I mean, we just sold video games for a living. Yeah, so. you know, and that was my job to... You know, kind of walk around. Kid didn't know what kind of game, or parent didn't know what kind of game to get his kid. Told me what the kid liked, and and I would you know help them pick something out. So like this is this is my realm of expertise here. So I wanted to go through, and we both compiled a list of ten games that we loved uh, based on comic characters. Um, so before I get into my my top ten, okay, uh, I want to go with uh, two honorable mentions that just I I couldn't make. Okay. Into that list. Let's. And you know what? I I've got a couple honorable honorable mentions on here. Yeah. On my list as well. So you go ahead with yours. I'll do mine, and then we'll get into the the meat and potatoes. Uh. So before I get into the the nitty gritty, uh, the first game that I want to talk about is the X Men Arcade, uh, which for me was a big deal. I spent many quarters and many tokens at uh, Aladdin's Castle in the Tilt or wherever else I found this game. So if you're not familiar. Um, you could play with uh, it was Cyclops, Wolverine, Dazzler, Storm, and um, uh, Colossus. Okay. Am I missing one? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and you could play with all character, all five, on uh, and they had it on two monitors. Okay. Uh, so everybody could play, and uh, the thing that I remember the most um, was I used to love playing with Colossus. Just so uh, he would power up on the screen and go, Bruh! like I don't know <laughs> why Colossus did that when he, you know, uh, turned himself into steel and some kind of way made everybody explode on the screen. I don't know, but I loved it, and especially the bad translation yeah. with, uh, from Japanese, where Magneto tells you "Welcome to die." I don't know what I still haven't figured out what that means, but I wasted many tokens on that. And then the next game that I I was even skipping. Um, classes at the community college <laughs> to go play this game uh, was Marvel versus Capcom 2. Okay. This game, it, it Marvel versus Capcom was already fantastic. Okay. But then you you throw in a ton of new characters, like somebody like Cable, um, which he was completely broken. But all of these new uh, Marvel characters that we've never seen in a in a fighting game, and you throw them in there, we get new Capcom characters. And you mean to tell me that I just I, I can play this game and without adult supervision, I don't have to go to class? Like you're not right. watching me? Like this game was it, it's it, crazy it, being a grown up. <laughs> I, I, I I love this game so much, and I, I still own my PS2 copy. Um, many people try to buy it. If you ask, I might cut you. Uh, so 
uh, any listeners, do not ask. Um, I'm, that will never leave my possession. Because uh, in that game's hard to find. Uh, um, they lost the uh, the license for that game, okay. so it's it's you can't find it. Um, it was downloadable for a minute, okay. but yeah, it's gone now. But those two for me were were huge and took up a lot of my time and money, and okay. or my dad's money, I should say. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the X Men game, the arcade game, was one. I know anytime I we went to Chuck E. Cheese, we were not allowed to play that game. Because uh, if he was spending his money, he wanted us getting getting tickets and getting prizes. <laughs> and, and not just hitting the button and go, not, Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the two honorable mentions I want to give um, are, are newer games, uh, at least in the X-Men arcade game. These are both from the, the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. Okay. Um, they were actually both uh, DLC, or not DLC, but um, like arcade games that you can just, you just download them right. First one was Penny Arcade Adventures on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness. I mean, first off, it's just a fun title to say. <laughs> um, Penny Arcade, this is from the guys who do the Penny Arcade comic. It's a webcomic online, been running for a long time. Um, you can go check them out. Just Google Penny Arcade. It will take you right to these guys. Um, one of the cool things is it's a webcomic about gamers. Um, it's a, That's what it's about is about video games. These guys are gamers themselves, and they, after after like a decade of making a comic about video games and, and what we're all about in gamer culture, they decided to make a video game. And it's definitely, it's an RPG, it's kind of in that Final Fantasy JRPG style, mm-hmm. you know, of taking turns and attacks and potions and all that kind of stuff. Um, it tells a completely unique story from what is what their comic is. Which they, throughout the comic, they do some kind of one-shot storylines that are just kind of for fun and just for them to flex their imagination. So, if you can find a copy of that game, I definitely recommend it. Uh, the other one, and this this isn't just a comic book tie-in. This is also a movie tie-in. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, man. It is a great beat-em-up. Yeah. It leans have more heavily on the source material of the comics. Yeah, than they do but um, it did come out at the same time as the movie as the, as the movie came out, uh, which that's a good movie as well. I got a weird addiction for that movie. I watch that movie three times a year. I don't know what it is about the it's just in, in exactly three times a year, yeah. but anyway, I digress. It's a fun movie. It's what it, I love. Watching watching them in that movie is it's what it's how cool you think you and your friends are when you're talking about nerdy stuff. Yes, you think you sound witty and funny and. And all that, and that's nah. exactly what that movie is. Yeah. So um, that's why it is fun. And so those are kind of my honorable mentions because they're they're kind of off the beaten path as far as they're not superheroes. Yeah. So those are my two honorable mentions there. Well, well, without further ado, yep, want to crack into this top ten, uh, and it, this is in no particular order until you, for me, until you get to about number five. Okay. Um. So number ten for me. X Men Two for Sega Genesis. Okay. Uh, you know the first X Men game I loved. I actually begged my dad. I already had a Super Nintendo. It was a little spoiled, and um, I begged my dad to get me a Sega. We used to. I talked about it on um, the first show, but you could rent systems from Blockbuster and yep. from Schnucks. And my dad got tired of renting a Sega, so I could play the first X Men game. End up buying me a Sega Genesis. Well, then X Men Two comes out. And you could play with way more X-Men. It wasn't just Wolverine, Nightcrawler, um, Gambit, and Cyclops. They added Beast. um, They added Psylocke. 
um, and everyone had a different power. You didn't have to, you know, call in um, Storm or Archangel to fly across the screen and do something useless. Like right. it, it was it was good platformer, good fighter. And uh, again, I remember when when it first uh, released, uh, we rented it from Sega, and uh, my brother in law's little brother and his cousin, uh, we all spent the night at their aunt's house, and we played that game all night. Yeah. Like it just passed the controller around. And that game was super hard, but it didn't matter. Like, super hard, but it was just, it was fun, and it was great to see. The the graphics were great. Um, just the second level, you fought inside master mode. Like, how dope yeah. was that? Like, it, that that kind of changed, it, for me, how I perceive superhero video games. And Sega had some great beat-em-ups. You know I mean? Just in general, it's some great beat-em-up games. And superheroes just kind of lended themselves right into that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, next, uh, next on the list for me, uh, Batman Vengeance. Now, this is a, a special game in my heart. Uh, not a lot of people played this game. Um, you know, when we talk about Batman video games now, we automatically jump right into uh, the Arkham trilogy. Yep. But before this, Batman Vengeance. Batman Vengeance was based on the, the animated series. It brought all the uh, voice actors back from the cartoon, um, and it it kind of has the same combat almost. There's no counter button and cool stuff like that, or free flow combat. But uh, just if they all every chapter that you go to is almost like the uh, intro for how they would do the episodes, okay. uh, which was super cool. Um, if you look online, that game still retails fairly high. Um, for PS2 and um, the original Xbox. Because, uh, again, not many people played it, but the people who did play it, they absolutely love this game. Yeah. Um, and the the Batman animated series, I mean, that is such a... In a lot of ways, it's a def, it is as definitive an interpretation of Batman as, you know, Alex Ross made Kingdom Come, anything Jim Lee did, you know, all these things that are considered like definitive interpretations of the character... That series 100% is. I mean, so much so, I mean, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill have come back to play Batman and the Joker. Several times. So many so many, times. And I can't even count them on your hand anymore. So, I mean, they've retired and they've come back, and it's just, you know, it's such a touchstone. It's so iconic. So, anything anything set off that, I mean, you just you got to nail it, and, and Batman Vengeance did. They, 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 they nailed that game, and it, it really, like, it, it, it was what the animated series was. And, right. And so, uh, they, they did a great job with that one. Yep. So, um, next, uh, after that, Maximum Carnage. Okay, so going back um, a little bit again. Yeah, we're going, we're going with the old school yeah. first. Uh, if you, you newbies, you young ones, um, Maximum Carnage was uh, based off the uh, crossover event that they did during the 90s in uh, Spider-Man, where basically Spider-Man teams up with uh, Venom to take out uh, Venom and a whole bunch of other Marvel cohorts to take out uh carnage and his uh batch of cronies uh it was a great series um it was super dark and then for them to turn that into a video game where um you know you there's the first time you got to play as venom in a video game um they actually nailed the the combat system for spider-man because before that you had the the sega spider-man game which was bad um you had um spider-man and the x-men which was i 
despised that game so much. Yeah. Um, and then this was just it was a final fight, but with Spider Man and Venom. Right. Like how could you, there's no way you got that wrong. Right. And that's the thing with, with all the all the comic book video games, it wasn't really until they jumped from from that two D to the kind of that that three D three D esque oh. beat 'em up, you yeah. know. Like what? I mean they just they struggled. I mean I remember playing playing the X Men game on the Nintendo, which came out back in like nineteen eighty nine. And I remember playing that when I was a kid, and I mean, it was a rage-inducing video game <laughs> that you kept playing because it was X-Men. Yeah. Same thing with the Ninja Turtles game. Like, you just, you kept playing it because it was, it was a property you loved, but, like, you, you, like, you wanted, if you were playing with your little brother and he did something wrong, you just I wanted kill to, you. You wanted to, <laughs> and here's the thing, like, like today, like, you, you get mad with your, with your brother or your friend when you're playing video games, like, the controllers are wireless. Like, Back in our time, like, there was a cord. Yeah. Like, I could actually strangle you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I could. You, we only got so many lives. Like, I actually had the weapon to do it with. <laughs> Man. So, it really wasn't until they made that jump and kind of got to that, like I said, that kind of 3D-esque perspective, you know, with the beat-em-ups. It- it, I, they, I don't know why Nintendo games were so hard. Why didn't you want us to beat these games? Why? Right. Why did you punish us? There's no reason why I should be crying after I, like, I would literally, it got to a point on the first Ninja Turtles game for uh, Nintendo where I would go and I would play it just to get to the water level, do the water level because I thought that was super cool watching Ninja Turtles swim and defuse yep. bombs, and then when it got to the party wagon, I would quit. Because yep. I knew I wasn't passing anything else. Yeah, the rule in my house is once a controller got thrown, nobody was allowed to play anymore. <laughs> Hopefully so. you threw it at him for making you lose lives. At, and then <laughs> at him, at the wall, at the TV, and man, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. Those the, games were and they were they were made for children. Yeah. Those games were meant for children. They weren't they weren't today games are made for grown ups. Yeah. No, these were made for kids. And Maybe just, that's why I got like rage problems now. Maybe. And, uh, well, it's funny <laughs> we that you. Uh, it's funny that you bring up the jump from two D to three D because yeah. that's actually where my list goes. Good. Um, so, I think this is another one that a lot of people didn't play. Okay. But there was a Punisher game for the PS two and the Xbox that was out of this world. Yes. Like it was super violent. I know. Again, crazy. Um, you could kill somebody with a drill. Like it, man, they were it, they were quick time events almost. So yeah, it, a lot like, of quick time events. Yeah, a lot of time. quick time events. The combat I thought at the time was great. Yeah. Um, twin stick shooter. Uh, you could slam a window on somebody and just like cut them in half. Like you, so many different uh, interactive pieces of the environment that you can kill people with, and it Didn't kind you of deep fry guy. Uh, there one level where you, to, you fought in a restaurant and you had to deep press somebody's That face? sounds really familiar. I mainly remember killing people with drill presses and It's and, at least on windows for the Punisher. It, it, it meant uh, <laughs> I loved it. And then you also you fought the... It wasn't too long after they did the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane. Okay. Um, but it was not based on that movie whatsoever. Ooh. So if you get a chance, if you can find that game, I, I think I saw it at... Um, at V-Stock for a reasonable price. Okay. I'm thinking about going back and picking it up. But uh, if if you guys want to play a good game, especially if you want to do some ridiculous, crazy violence, um, Max Payne-ish, but not as dramatic, over-dramatic, then pick up The Punisher. All right. Um, uh, next, X-Men 2, Wolverine's Revenge. Okay. This uh, is the one that we, we agreed both had fond memories of. Yeah. 
Um, so a lot you might ask why isn't the other Wolverine game on here for me? Uh, which it it was a, it's a great game. I love it, but um, it was so close to the movie story, and this game Wolverine's Revenge really brought in elements uh, uh, that the new Wolverine game kind of used. Yep. Um, with him going, you use his his feral senses where he's sniffing around and it makes a trail. And, and Mark Hamill is the voice yep. of Wolverine, which is, yep. is is super dope. But um, and that game was fantastic. It it had some of everything. You had just stealth missions where you got to sneak around corners. Some of the kills were great. You level him up. You kill a guy by like distracting. You stab him in the foot yeah. and then like pull him in and then you cut through his chin. Like it was super violent. And it it was it had nothing to do with X Men Two. Absolutely no. nothing. Not at all. Except some some of the locations and settings were the same. Yeah. Like you go to Alkali Lake uh, and you do all that stuff. But as far as the violence goes, I mean this that was kind of a new thing with video games. Um, as far as like mainstream video games, so like, you always had, you always had like the, kind of, what I would consider the cult games of like Doom and Mortal Kombat, which yeah. kind of went over the top with violence. Um, but for a mainstream video game, especially something with a character like Wolverine, um, to have that kind of violence in the game was, it worked perfectly for the character. Um, it fit with what we were seeing uh, with X Men and X Men Two, um, which X Two was just coming out at the same time. It was. It was kind of a tie-in, but it told its own story. The thing for me that it did really well was the collectibles, the skins. Yeah. You know, you weren't just playing a Wolverine game. You were also kind of hunting around, and you were collecting the old, the iconic comic book covers. Outfits. You were getting the outfits where you could change the skin. That was one of the first games I remember playing where I could really change up yeah. the skin of my character while I was playing the game. So, um, a ton of stuff they did right. They told a good, solid story. Without leaning too heavily on trying to make a, a movie tie-in, which, you know, even for an X Men game X, or for an X Men movie, X Two isn't just nonstop. I just watched it the other day. Yeah, it isn't just nonstop action, 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 action. You know, there's there's dialogue, there's character building, and that's stuff that doesn't always play well into a game. No, uh, so. but it, it it did this this go around. This yeah, this the, game was, they did a great job, and it kind of set up next uh, for uh, this game is is. A little something look completely different. Um, it's uh, it it kind of borrowed the same narrative that they had with uh, Wolverine, but they they transferred it but to the Hulk with Ultimate Destruction. Mm-hmm. Now there was a storyline in this game. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as deep as Wolverine's Revenge, but and what it made up for uh, was with this its ridiculous combat. I wasted many hours just walk just. Jumping around the city wreaking havoc. Yeah. You took you could take a truck and make fists. Yeah. And which some and they incorporated that into the movie with yep. Ed Norton. I thought that was cool. Man, like, like you surfed on a tank. Right. Um this man, that that game was nuts. And <laughs> it is probably still like I wish I had I still had it. I don't know what happened to my copy. But that's a game, even though it's it's gonna be a little ugly right now, that it's still fun to to pick right. up and play, uh, it's just it's just mindless, ridiculous destruction. And that's one of the things about the Hulk as a character that is hard to do in a video game. It's hard to do in a movie all by himself and standalone. Is there's just not a ton of directions to go. No. But when you don't have a ton of directions to go, you just lean into what works. Yeah, and it works. They took. They were like, you know what? Let's do crazy violence and destruction, 
and we're gonna have a little bit of a story, but it's it's about having fun. Absolutely. Uh, which is that another reason why, uh, you know, comic book games are are important. You know, it, it should be able to. It doesn't always have to be a great story. Sometimes it's okay to just pick up a controller, and and Absolutely. do dumb things. Um, and number four on the list, uh, I had to lump two game series together. Okay. But they're essentially the same. They do um, very it's, similar. Uh, X Men Legends and the Ultimate Alliance yes. uh, series. Uh, so X Men Legends kind of kind of sparked that um, that game series. Sparked Ultimate Alliance. Uh, basically, if you're unfamiliar with it, um, take a bunch of X Men characters, including villains. Um, yeah, it's a top down fighter. You level up your characters. You give them different abilities uh, with based on your playset. So you might be a support right. character. You might be a tank. You know, it, right. it, but uh, it was something that's super fun to play, especially, and you could do up to four players. And at that point, um, there were no games like that um, right. before X Men Legends. And what they, they X Men Legends led to Ultimate Alliance with instead of you doing just X Men characters, you take all right. characters from the the, uh, the Marvel universe, uh, and especially when you bring in Part Two, where you have fusion powers and things like that. There's a reason why they brought this game back out after this many years you know you had the success of uh of them re-releasing it on xbox one and ps4 as digital games um and then now we have ultimate alliance 3 which is only on um the switch yeah uh but i mean that's something that i'm i'm playing right now like and you know we everybody loves crossovers you know we talked earlier about the crisis event on the cw coming this fall um of course you know endgame has made like two or three billion dollars at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody loves crossovers and with these games you get to make your own crossover. You get to make your own team ups and it's just it's so and you can switch switch on the fly between the characters so you can <laughs> take your favorite characters, mash them all together, and then just go beat up a bunch of bad guys. Well, you get bonus and then it's cool too because yeah. you get bonuses uh, just like the other games, unlocks, different right. costumes. But um, when you start creating teams from the comics like um, you get bonuses. Yeah, you and get stuff like the, that. Yeah. Uh, different boosts and things like that, which is is dope and just cool to play around. Because sometimes they'll have um, teams that you forgot about, yeah, or have no idea who they are. And you're like, yep. wait, what? And then you but, go back, you yeah. play the games over again. So um, we need more games like that. It, it, we definitely do. Yeah, uh, I miss the days of couch co-op, and which is why these right. games were uh, hold a special place for me because it was great getting together on the mm-hmm. weekend and me and my buddy John. And and we'd have a couple people over here or over his right. house. We just get together and play hours Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Um, so the next one on the list isn't multiplayer, but it is a, a trilogy that is is super important and leads to my kind of leads to my last two games on the yeah. list, um, and that's the Batman Arkham trilogy. I say trilogy because um, Origins it's a different studio. Yep, it is. Uh, I didn't care for origins just for the fact that it just it it was it was short it was a little too easy especially once you got the electric gauntlets it was more of an action less puzzle solving in this one uh but the the arkham trilogy uh man when arkham asylum came out and they introduced a a combat system that we had never seen before no that prequel combat was not something yeah. That was really around. And then being able to chain in the gadgets and the batteries yeah. and all that stuff. And and then put together these ridiculous combos. And right. this is the first game and the first Batman game that really made you feel like Batman. Now, Batman yes. Vengeance, great game. But and there was no point in time where I was hanging out on a gargoyle and 
goons were terrified of me because they didn't know where I was. Right. And leading into that fear. Yeah, just and you know that's something that they introduced in that Batman Begins game yep. is the fear factor. And I love how they kind of incorporated that into right. the, the Arkham Trilogy. Um, there were things that I didn't like about, you know, like, the tank missions and stuff like that. But when you get to Arkham Knight. Yeah. But, again, this, this game set the tone, set the bar really high right. for the rest of these um, these comic movies. Which it is, also kind of reset, kind of reset where video games were, where the industry was with comic book properties. I, yeah. think, I mean, for the most part, when a comic book game was coming out, it was usually coming out to tie in with some, some movie, which a lot of times they just they weren't great movies. So bad. They ended up not being great games. No, um, like you know, we'll give a dishonorable mention uh, to the Iron Man games that came out to tie in with the movies, which Sega even flat out said they basically just took a helicopter game and skinned Iron Man onto it. Yep. You know, I mean that's that's the kind of stuff that you you typically got. So a lot of times, and like we said, there are tons of comic book character video games out there and they just kind of got passed over because they just they were they were they were using license to make some money and they uh, weren't Thor. focused on making a great game <laughs> Thor yeah. for instance, that was that almost got, it, it no it did it got a Golden Mullet award from X-Play yeah. for being one of the worst games they've ever played right um, same thing Aquaman was, was a bad game right um now, we won't lump Captain America's game into that because Captain America was basically Batman. Same combat system, yes. um, like crazy parkour uh, traversal. Uh, it was great. I should have put that on my honorable mention, but yep. I just, just slipped and my mind. the characters land, they work well together. But yeah. the, the Arkham Trilogy, I mean, it completely, like I said, it kind of completely reset how people looked at, how the industry was looking at comic book games. And a lot of people even said, like, even if you took Batman out of this game, and you just made this game, it's still a great yeah, game. Yeah, still a great game. Yeah. Um, when you skin it and you put the you put yourself in the Batman world, it just it works. And then when you get to Arkham City and Arkham Knight, you know, they're building on it, they're adding more characters, not just villains, but also your support characters. Well, and they put so much so much detail into the game. Yeah. So much so to where, you know, if you go to Calendar Man on certain times of the year, you yep. get a different riddle from him and stuff like that. It's Absolutely. Just, it, and I, I cannot speak highly enough of these games, and, and I love that they put so much work into this. Right. And they've got a mystery game coming that they won't say. Uh, yeah. um, a lot of people are speculating that it's, it's Superman. We don't know. If it's Superman, if, if anybody can do a Superman game correct, it's them. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they know how to make games. Yeah. You know, and IDOS Montreal, I mean, IDOS just, they know how to make video games. Uh, Rocksteady, uh, yes. Rocksteady, you guys, you guys did a hell of a job, and uh, I, you can have my money with whatever right. you release. And Super, Superman, much like the Hulk, is a tough. I think it's a tough character to do well, especially in a video game. But if anybody can do it, I think I I'm here for it. If Rocksteady is, yes. Well, uh, so with that being said, uh, I told you the last two on my list. Um, well, not so much the the number one, but the number two game borrowed pretty heavily from this, and and we've already talked about it. Yes. Um, it's, uh, the Spider Man game for PS4. And why do I rate this game so high um, in this top ten? Is because you you really have to play it to understand. Yes. Um, this game made you feel like Spider Man. Um, just the, the traversal, just the the. The banter, just it's so many little throwbacks to comic moments and the different suits that you could unlock. This, 
this game, in my opinion, it was probably it, it was one of the perfect video games for me. Like yeah. this is, I if I had I, there's nothing bad I can say about this game uh, at all. Um, and I'm, I've said enough about the game already, so I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about it. Um, I want to get straight into my number one. That number one for me is Spider Man Two. Same here. Spider Man Two was it, it's there. There was nothing like it at the time. That game, uh, based on a movie, so there was the only movie tie-in that we got, really, other yeah. than uh, uh, at that time, that, that wasn't complete and utter trash. Um, the first Spider-Man game that they did from the first Spider-Man movie, it wasn't that bad. No, but they put okay. in so much work into this game, from the web swinging to uh, just to all the missions and just so many side missions that you could do. This game was so great. I have it on... Uh, Three different systems. I had it on the uh, I had it on the PS was it PS two. Okay. I had it on which um, that's where it came out. Yeah, I, I played it on the GameCube. Mine got damaged, so I got it on the GameCube, and I got it on the Xbox because you know the GameCube controller was kind of crappy to me when it came to right. stuff like that. Um, but man, I I beat the 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 snot out of that game, man, on all all of those systems. And sometimes I would just pick it up just to swing around. Like that's how fun that game was, man. It yep. just they they nailed Spider Man. They got it right. And really, they set like I just mentioned. You know, Batman setting the tone for game video games in the future. Spider Man really set the tone for open world games, especially superhero games. Yeah. Um. Again, a lot of games borrow from that that same formula I now. And, and and for me, that's why that's number one. And you got you got my favorite superhero, and you get him right. Like yeah, they did a they did a great job of getting him right. Um, again, doing a tie in, you know, you actually had Tobey Maguire voicing Spider Man, uh, which you know that was that in and of itself was kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, you didn't they, see that very often. That doesn't happen. No, it really doesn't happen. Um, I think about the only other time that you really had like the lead actor of a movie doing his character in a video game aside from that was the Scorpion King video game No, we where you know you actually had the rock doing the voice but at the same time like this was the rock before he was the rock no we like, don't talk about that like <laughs> that game, no. but I'm just saying like for, yeah. it, to, for <laughs> it to have happened yeah. you know like actors didn't do that no. you know actors for a long time if you did movies you didn't do TV you didn't do commercials video games were the stepchild of, of media definitely didn't do video games yeah. no it was like video games yeah that's beneath me. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So to actually get them, you know, voicing their actual characters, I mean, it was incredible. Um, I got a couple other uh, got a couple other honorable mentions before we wrap up here. Um, DC Injustice. The fighting games. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge fighting game guy, but I dug these games. I dug these games. I thought they told, they told a pretty good story. I mean, again, they made it make sense, like Ultimate Alliance did. They made it make sense for all these characters to be kind of all, all on screen at the same time. Um, it is an alternate universe storyline, so, you know, if you like those or you don't... It, you know, it, I'm, I guarantee you do like it, though, because if you saw Batman versus Superman and you like that, yeah. they took some elements from Injustice. They definitely did. Um, they definitely did. And in fact, this was a game that the story, I think the story was, was solid enough they actually ended up doing it as a comic book yeah, they, Yep, they did. So, uh, you know, which in, in, and they really went for it too with the comic books versus the, the Batman Arkham Asylum comics. 
which they looked like the games where they kind of they kind of did their own thing, and it was very much like they did it because the game was popular. Let's make some money. They made some money, but with the injustice, like they went when in the in the comics, they went whole hog on the injustice story. As it's kind of its own standalone it was, story. It's a great story, though, man, and yep. it's something that. Uh, you know, you don't see many fighting games that have a good story like that where you want to play through it. Right. And um, and uh, NetherRealm, they did a good job because they did a good job Mortal Kombat where you actually want to go yep. through the story and like, okay, why am I playing this? Why are these characters doing this? Um, right. Which they had, they had some stumbles kind of getting to that point of being able to make a game with a narrative and all that kind of stuff. But they did a great job with it. And even even the the, the DC versus Marvel, it's not the greatest game but they at least told a story that made some sense yeah they at least went they at least were able to do that which was cool and again something i'm going to throw at um the injustice games is they did not go the obvious route with the villain which would would have been of course bring in you know new gods and dark side uh. you know they went a different way with it and it was it made for a cool story not too many times you can say Brainiac involves a cool story. <laughs> and in Justice 2, they, they, they did a good job incorporating him. And Absolutely. Him a, a dope villain. So. Very cool. And then uh, the other honorable mention I've got here, um, Telltale Games. Oh! With The Walking Dead, The Batman. The, man, oh my goodness. The, the You're Batman, mad at yourself, aren't you? I'm so mad at myself because that Batman game... Um, I haven't picked up uh, The Enemy Within yet, as I was waiting on the price to drop. Yeah. Um, and I want to get that for PS4, but since I played the, the first one on PS4. But that, that Batman Telltale game yeah. was amazing. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite tell, Telltale games. That's a mouthful when you're getting really excited. But, damn it, that, that game was so good. And the fact that you make you make the choices. Yeah. like, And these, these are 100% narrative-driven, choice-driven games. They are not action games. No. They have action scenes, but they're not action games. And, and Telltale, they they did a great job of putting their stamp on other properties. You know, even if you kind of get away from comics a little bit, you know, their Borderlands game was a ton of fun to play. The Game of Thrones game was still fun to Back play. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I mean, all those, you know, they, and unfortunately, there's two that's not, not around any longer. Um, some of their staff is getting back together. Um, under new ownership, uh, which hopefully, um, I know that they were actually able to keep some of the licenses that they had. Um, so those are some great games. Again, I'll give the honorable mention to The Walking Dead, which kind of was really what made their name. Yeah. Um, again, if you if you're a fan of that comic series, uh, which suddenly, tragically came crashing to an end recently, um, you know definitely check that out. So, uh, comic book video games, I think we're heading in a good direction. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, is it we're we're not at the, at its peak yet, you know. What right. games are a totally different medium now, and uh, it's so far along. Right. Um, I'm waiting on a Justice League game, even though we did have one before that was basically just like um, X Men Legends, which was super fun. I'm I'm ready to see something along the lines of Avengers, and, uh, and hopefully, yeah. oh, excuse me, yeah, hopefully that's what we get that pretty soon. Yeah, um, the the Avengers game, uh, you know, they they're kind of trickling out little details about it here and there. I think we're finally getting to a point where episodic content is they're doing it. I think I think more companies are able to do it right. Yeah, and do it well. Um, you know, it was one of those things like uh, Bungie kind of got laughed at when they came out with Destiny, and they're like, 
hey, we've got a 10-year plan for this franchise, this unproven brand-new franchise. Uh, you know, they kind of got laughed at a bit when they said that, but I think that their, their success, and they've had their ups and downs, along with the episodic nature of the Telltale series, yeah. you know, more companies are getting behind this concept, and it's going to be bigger than just simply the old days of you throw a disc in, you load the game up, you play it for 20 hours, and then and you move on know, to something else. Like, they're making up. more and more games where you get to jump because back Because they, they want you to, to not trade that game in. They, right. they want you to, to, to hold on to that so they could, you know, get more value from it. Absolutely. Is that they don't really make that much off of, yep. you know, a $60 retail sale of a game. No, Especially if you, you know, and you trade that back in, they don't see any of that profit. Yeah. Um, uh, going over your list, before we before we get out of here, um, just if you could go over your top ten again, because I, I saw a lot of stuff that you scratched off of there because it was basically everything on my list. So if you would just, just order it for the fans and, and, and what you had on there um, to let them know, you know, it, that's the problem. We have too many things in common. So yeah. pretty much my list was your list. So <laughs> so for me, kind of kind of my top my top two games, I'm going to kind of put them, I'm going to put my top one is Spider-Man 2, same as yours. Um, just because that was a game, it was a sandbox game, and just the replayability, I could jump into that and just play for hours. And that was a game, too, that it was a single-player game, and my brother and I would play it, and we would take turns. And it was, it, was a, it was one of the few games we could take turns playing that we weren't fighting over it. Like, it, was just, it wasn't just a fun game to play, it was a fun game to watch. You know, and it even at times that even turned into a bit of a game of horse for us. Where it'd be like, all we'll be right, like, <laughs> like, all right, uh, Empire State Building to to that building, and then do a flip and, and swing around and land on the American flag like in the movie, you know. And, and we were trying to do stuff like that, you know. So we had that one. Right after that is going to be X Men Two: Wolverine's Revenge. Um, again, just a movie I could sit and play play for hours. Um, you you had it up that high. Uh, yeah, that's because uh, at the at the time, like just it's nothing like comic yeah. video games. Just it didn't exist. It was one yeah. of my favorite characters at the time. Um, I still dig Wolverine. Um, I think he's a cool character. Um, in fact, I know you, me, and a few other people have lost uh, way too many hours to the um, Who Would Win Batman versus uh, Wolverine, which has a whole other podcast. That could be a whole <laughs> podcast episode yeah. on its own. Um, We're not going to go into right now. No, because then that'll spark uh, Batman versus yep. Black Panther, and we'll, we'll, we we'll don't need to go there. there. No. Um, aside from that, uh, I'd say at number three, we're going to do the Arkham series. Um, just because, again, it just it, it yeah. redefined those types of games. Um, after that, we're no particular order. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, the Telltale Games, DC Injustice, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and Penny Arcade, which were my honorable mentions earlier. Um... X-Men Origins Wolverine, which we talked about that, um, it, it definitely pulled a lot of the same things that worked really well from X2. Um, and then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I played the mess out of that. Yeah. Um, my, co- my cousin had a Sega, and we would play it on his Sega all the time, or on a Super Nintendo. Yeah, because uh, on Sega it was Hyperstall Heist. Yes. We would play that on his Super Nintendo all the time, not just because that was one of the only games he had, but also because it was just it was a ton of fun to play that game. And it was a, it was a good kind of co op, you know, jump in there and beat them up together. So my, my toe, my toe, my yeah. toe. <laughs> Big Apple, three a.m. Absolutely, many hours of it wasted on that. So 
I, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think video games based on comic books, um, nowhere, I mean, they're just, they're going to keep getting better. Yep. If we just get video games based on movies to do better, uh, we'd be heading in the good direction. Yeah, I think they've pretty much given up on that. It, it, I hope it seems so. like, and, uh, yeah. I hope so. They could only, all they could do is make better ones. Yeah. At this point. At, at this point, it, yeah, it, we're in a good place, and I, I can't, uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. Because uh, I'd love to do another list here in uh, another couple of years. Oh, absolutely. Because, so, <laughs> uh, trust absolutely. me, something something's going to take that top spot. So I can tell you right now, we have zero sponsors. Nobody pays us to do this. We're doing it because we love doing it at the moment. And this is not a commercial, but i, I got to say, I think we're both excited about the Marvel Avengers game coming out. Um, there may probably going to be some live streaming done when that does come oh, out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, that... And we can get into it. We will probably not do the intro because we've seen that over and over again. Yeah, we've um, seen that way too many times. But, we, you know, you never know. So um, that's definitely on the on the plan sheet for me. Um, and we'll get that up and going for you guys. We've got some more content coming out. Uh, we'll have some videos coming out, All Things Nerd, on YouTube. Um, so you can find us there. Um, and of course, you know, like us on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all things nerd media on Facebook and Instagram, all things nerd too, um, on Twitter. 